0: Welcome to Truth's Table, midwives of culture for grace and truth. I'm Akemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. Welcome to the table, sisters. Hey. Hello. Hey, hey. So, uh, what are y'all doing for Mother's Day? It is upon us.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited. I just feel like, man, growing up in the black church... (laughs) Look, if Resurrection Day was like as big as my my little white friends would be like, why is Resurrection Day so much like Christmas at your house? Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, I don't know what it is, but Easter is the black Christmas. I mean, it is serious. And Mother's Day? I mean, Mother's Day, you would think it was Easter all over again. <laughs>
0: so we
1: roll. We roll. We get carnations and passing out candy and flowers just to all women. If you have a womb, yes. you get a flower. Exactly. Yes. exactly. I love that. It's so true. It is
0: so true. Yes. And y'all were excited. We were excited about resurrection because he got up. Hello? Why Come are you on. not excited? Come up. They didn't get no presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, what are your Mother's Day plans?
2: You know, so my mother lives on another side of the country. Um, yeah. And so it's so sad because I hardly actually get to see her
1: on oh, Mother's
2: mm-hmm. Day. It's, it, the way that it falls typically during the academic year is pretty busy. Mm-hmm. So I don't get to um, do what I would love to do, which is take my mom out to some really good... Um, Seafood place in the city of Baltimore Which is where I was born and raised
0: hey, And yes. uh,
2: we would hang out And maybe go shop, shopping Those types mm-hmm. of things We certainly would go to church together And I would be with yes, the folks yes. Who um, I learned from as a little girl Listening to the choir And the preaching And the mm-hmm. and the deacons with their uh, berets on And matching gloves So we would have the full
1: <laughs> they we have, have the full
2: experience <laughs> The full experience of, you know, how church is supposed to be, you know. Amen. So, Amen. Um, so yeah, but but we'll probably do some Skyping. And certainly I'm going to send her out something and uh, a little something and, and be able to express to her my, my love for her. And then my my family, uh, my husband and my children, my assumption is that they will mm-hmm. give me some love for Mother's Day. That's that's what happens every year. So we'll see what that looks like. Usually things that are made by hand. <laughs> and some yes. Food yes. and those types of things. My husband is usually expected to to purchase the the real deal gift. so we'll see what that will be this year.
0: <laughs> love it. love it, love it. <laughs> oh, what about you, love- Kimmeny? Um, yeah, like see, I'm far away from my mommy, so um, I yeah, I don't remember last time I was a home for Mother's Day, um, so that's kind of sad. I guess I've kind of gotten used to not being around, you know, for Mother's Day, um, so usually it's kind of low key. I don't really do much on Mother's Day, um, since I'm not usually around her, but I always send a little card, put a little money in the mailbox, you know, um or send her a nice really, you know, nice gift or me and my sisters might tag team on a nice gift for her. So that's typically what we do. Um, on Mother's Day for her. So, my sisters hold it down. Well, actually, my other sisters out here on the East Coast too, but my sister who's there in the Bay Area holds it down uh, for us. So, um, so if our listeners can't tell, um, our moms are on the table today. So, in a <laughs> yeah. metaphorical way, they're not actually literally on the table, but we are talking about <laughs> our moms. And so, in yeah, so we're thinking, I mean, I don't know. When I think about my mama, I think about, I always love. My mama. She's my favorite girl. You That's know, the song lie. that comes to mind. And I think about Tupac's Dear Mama. I just sorry, I'm just musically inclined. So i just Dear be thinking mama. about songs. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about our moms today. And yeah, just yeah, just share with us, Michelle and Christina, you know, about your mom and what it meant to be your mother's daughter. Um and, and what she means to you. So whoever wants to jump in, go for it.
1: Yeah, my um, so my mom has a trove of daughters. <laughs> um, she's, we've had so many people, well, daughters and sons. So many different yeah. people have lived with us, have um, shared her wisdom, and I've always been very pleased with that because I'm super extroverted. That might be her fault as well, but. Um, <laughs> What I, One of the things I love about my mom is that she does not know how to cook for less than 14 people. So it'll be like the four of us, um, just me, mom, dad, my sister, Mary. And she'll be like, oh, I made a turkey and a ham. So that's what's for dinner tonight. And we're going, oh, is the, is the army coming? Um, so she's spent much of her life being um, maternal presence. She has five siblings and she was uh, quickly, she's the third born, and she quickly ended up being the um, oldest and most dependable one when um, elder siblings either moved away or uh, we lost them to um, war and disease. And um, so my my mom is also probably, as much as a black person can tell, full-blooded Geechee. Uh, So Mm -hmm. like the bottom piece of Mississippi Mm -hmm. and that culture is known for what some would call stubbornness, but because I'm my mom's daughter, I can't say that, you know, she's tough. That's what I can Uh say. She's tough. And she has really passed down a lot of wisdom that when she speaks, it just feels ancient. Like that, Mm -hmm. we say that social wisdom that was nurtured in her, man a whole lot of generations came together to make her who she is so I I'm I could be intimidated by being my mom's daughter but um, she loves so freely and so deeply that it, it really has been more of a blessing although a hard blessing still mm-hmm. definitely a blessing.
0: <laughs> wow I love that I love that and I have I've witnessed your mom she is a well of wisdom that <laughs> yeah. I know. Mama Higgins, she is a well of wisdom. What a blessing. What What about you, C? Tell us about your mama.
2: My sweet mother, um, Mm -hmm. Miss Brenda. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so my mother is. uh, I was sitting here thinking, like, how would I describe her? You know, in some ways, she's like. In some ways, she's like a cross between Claire Huxtable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. And. A little Maxine Waters.
0: Come on. (laughs) Anti-Maxine.
2: You know, like, because if you know, she's real sweet. But if you take her there, I just like, "Uh you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you get now. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably, um, gosh, I mean, she has like a very old, old church quality to her. You know, this is like Mm -hmm. a holiness is right kind of kind of woman um Mm -hmm. and my mother has a she had a she has a degree in like a early child education and psychology Mm -hmm. I didn't know this until like I was in college but it it made it made (laughs) everything make sense to me I was like okay right and I've always felt really blessed to have to have a mother who um has studied like child development because I feel like Mm she um I feel like that that really was demonstrated in the way that she would treat, would treat me as a kid. It's funny. Cause I tell people my mother, I have no memory. And now, now maybe I have blocked this out, but I have no memory of my mother ever raising her voice at me. And I know that's like mm. shocking. Cause that's not the, that's not wow. the case in my house because I'm kind of loud, every, <laughs> loud every day in my house. So it it's not hereditary. I haven't gotten this particular gene, but I have no memory of her ever raising her voice. As a matter of fact, the more serious she was or the more I was in trouble, the, the voice became more still mm. and
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and strategic it
2: was like Christina do you hear me and I was like oh god I hear you so <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah and i and I was convinced that my mother like personally knew Jesus I mean not like up yes
1: you know how we mean yeah. like in a
2: spiritual sense like my mother prays and I meant like if I did something wrong like she could call Jesus on the phone and say like what did she do Jesus and like he would tell her like I was convinced. <laughs> convinced that she had a, <laughs> an authentic connection with the Lord so um but yeah that's that's my mom I I really enjoy her now as an adult woman who has you know for me who has children um because yeah it's just she's she's a lot of fun she's really funny too and so um mm. that, that's Miss Brent that's Miss Brenda
0: mm. oh Miss Brenda I yeah wait. I hope I meet her someday yeah, yeah for sure she sounds sweet I love it love it how about mm-hmm. you? uh yeah um I'm thinking I was like oh I could keep going on about my mom and I'm like I hope I don't cry I don't think I will I think I can hold it together um but yeah (laughs) my mom is Dinah and um she is you know how everybody says that their mom is really sweet and I know I'm sure they are (laughs) but but my (laughs) mom (laughs) My mom is; she really is like the sweetest person on earth. Like, I mean, she's like, like almost to the point where it can be like, "Mom, stop being so nice all the time." Like, you know, where it's just like, and I know we'll probably talk about like, well, maybe some things we want to emulate and some things we don't. But man, mm-hmm. my mom is just um, salt to the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, scripture mm-hmm. talks about people people being salt to the earth and the light of the world. Golly, mm-hmm. my mom her little light shines everywhere that she goes. Uh, she is, she was born and raised, you know, in Nigeria. Um, as you, you may know, me, you guys know, but maybe our listeners don't know that. Um, but, and she came to America in her early twenties, maybe she was 23, 24, somewhere around there. Um, so she came here very, very young. Um, and she, she had a, a very hard life, you know. You know some people that that just, you know, their their portion in life is just um, one that's mixed with suffering. You know um, mm-hmm. that that's definitely the case for my mom. My mom and dad they grew up in the same village um, in Nigeria and um, Ngunyana, and they came out here early '70s, got married here at um at at a lutheran church in the bay area Mm -hmm. maybe 1980 i think or maybe 81 is when they got married and um my father fell ill um in 88 so um he had a brain tumor that left him Mm -hmm. blind and Mm -hmm. my mom became a single mom overnight Uh, Mm -hmm. my dad survived but he did pass away um, about 13 years later or so, mm-hmm. um, and but she even from that moment when he became blind, she became a single mother really, because um, my yeah. father was hospitalized for a year and some change. I didn't see my father for a year oh, uh, wow. because uh, um, the injury, the, uh, uh, the damage was so severe that I was I was only six when that happened, so I couldn't see him because they had this metal. Thing on his head, mm-hmm. which would have been too traumatizing for me and my sisters to have seen him in that state, and so yeah, uh, my mom took care of us, worked, worked, worked. I don't, I, as I was a latchkey kid, you know. So growing up, my mom was working swing shifts; she was working graveyard shifts, um, and I grew up really fast. And I helped co-parent, so mm-hmm. I was helping raise my younger sisters mm-hmm. and helping my mom raise them too and making decisions and and just seeing my mom go through these trials with so much grace. So much strength. So when we talked about black motherhood and I talked about, you know, what's your one word, and I brought up sacrifice, yeah. but i was I was fighting between, do I want to talk about sacrifice or do I want to bring up resilience, or mm. do I want to bring up joy? Mm. You know, because I saw my mom exude all of those things. Um, mm. And I know we talk about the stereotype, you know, of strong black women, but I mean, my mom is that. Like, you know, she is r- tough as nails and just sweet as pie. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen, you know, you, we talk about, um, the scriptures talk about Jesus as the lion and the lamb. And I've seen my mom embody that, mm-hmm. you know, and so just so sweet and tender and trusting the Lord through all of those trials and tribulations, burying her, her husband um, with three girls, taking her, um, saving money for her, for, to take her children, Mm. Sorry. Um, saving money as a single mom. Saving up for years, years, years to take us to Nigeria when in 1995 because oh, wow. we had never been. Wow. And um, many, many of my cousins have never been. So for my mom as a single mom with um, a sick husband and children in tow to save money for years to take us just so we can at least see where we're from because she's like these kids there's they're American <laughs> so she's like they need to at least <laughs> see that they come from somewhere you know and so and she took us you know and and she sacrificed and she did that um and you know and my dad has diabetic complications I mean you're talking about this was not an easy feat for her to do that we grew up in low-income housing she did what she could to raise us you know as God-fearing children um and uh, I just I'm indebted to her for her sacrifices for her love, mm. um, that she's she still pours out to me now. Um, mm. She's been such a good mom, mm. you know, just such a good mom and so sweet, you know, just so sweet. She really wouldn't hurt a fly, but if you but if you push her though, then <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> so. You know, there there are some limits here, but it really takes a lot to get her to that to that point. You know, and so um, she's just the epitome of what it means to be um, a Christian woman who loves the Lord, who is kind to her neighbors, who greets everybody who walks by her. Mm. Every you know, and like it, it, it shares the gospel with people. I mean, she's just mm. like, uh you know, just this, it's yeah, just like what you said, Michelle. It's like this pressure to be her daughter. It's like it's <laughs> like how do you live? How, how do you live under the weight of being Dinah Johnson Uwan's daughter? I, I, I don't know. You know, um, I, I fall miserably short, you know, but For sure. I just I love yeah. her to death. And I, I don't know what I would do, you know, really without my mom. Um, there's this song, and then I'll shut up. But <laughs> there's this song, this Nigerian song that comes on every party. This song is always played, and it's called Sweet Mother. And it's um, by Prince Nico Mbarka. And so in that song, um, he's speaking pigeon, pigeon English, and he mm. talks about how um, if I no sleep, my mother no go sleep. If I no mm. chop, meaning eat. If I no chop, my mother no go chop. She no, she no they tire, oh, sweet mother, I'll never, I'll never forget the suffer way you suffer for me. And and it's just the way, talking about the love of a mother, you know, and the way that she goes all the way. My child doesn't eat. I don't eat. My child doesn't sleep. I don't sleep. My child is sick. I'm sick. Anyway, if my child is sick, I'm on the verge of dying because I don't want my my picking to die. That that's that's the that's the power of that song. You know, so the song is lit, the song knocks, but it's very powerful. You know, and so when you hear the song at the parties, uh the family functions, everybody gets lit and they're up, you know, and they're dancing because you know, we all it, it just has a very deep place in our heart and my mom really embodies um that yeah. song and so when I think about my mom I think man sweet mother that's that's my mom um and mm-hmm. it's just I don't even know why God chose me to be her daughter really I don't even know uh, <laughs> she gave you know she gave me to her and I, I'm grateful for that so mm-hmm. yeah that's my mom mm-hmm. Love her. Oh, so I hope you guys sweet. get to meet her mm-hmm. one day awesome for <laughs> yes. sure yes I do I know. it's time yeah. to plan the road trip Plat- well the flight right the <laughs> California is so yeah, far California is so <laughs> far right uh, so we're talking about what we love about our moms right and I'm wiping my eyes Um, what uh, okay and <laughs> we love our moms right but what is it that maybe is there something that you would not want to emulate from your mom as awesome as she is <laughs> we're all fallen, right mm-hmm. is there anything you would not you'd be like ah I wish I I would probably maybe change that. Maybe I wouldn't want to pass that on to my kids. (laughs) Any thoughts? Y'all, y'all the mamas. So,
2: (laughs) you know, uh, so, so my mother, uh, it, it took me a while to, to really be able to understand her. Remember how I talked about like my mother never raised her voice?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. That's so interesting. interesting. She has a,
2: and for real. I yeah, it's amazing to me cuz that's it's not me at all. Um <laughs> but yeah, before my mother was really an adult, she had lost both of her parents. And so wow. um so I so in some ways I I was mm-hmm. raised by someone who was an orphan as an orphan. Mm-hmm. And um and it has shaped so. So it's a strength and it's also a weakness, right? So my mother is very no nonsense, and mm-hmm. if there's a conflict or an issue, because she knows that this could, you know, she's like, "Look, are the people still alive? You need to re- you need to reconcile." <laughs> right.
1: All right, all right, Brenda. She's like, "Look, mm-hmm. she's
2: like, hey, you know, because um, you don't have to have." these people in your life. You don't know what could happen tomorrow. And so she has right. she has such a credibility in saying that, but that's also sh- maybe that, you know, that can also shape you to maybe persist in spaces where, where it's time to not persist anymore. Like her tolerance level is probably much higher than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think she deeply knows, you know, what's at stake in terms of life and death. And so, um, it took me really to be an adult woman to look back on that, to be like, oh, that was, that was really wrought through grief and how she was shaped uh, by uh-huh. these early ex- these experiences of losing your parents, you know, as a, you know, a barely a young woman and losing both, having both of your parents, um, gone on to be with the Lord. But it gave, it gives her a level of sobriety that, um, that you really only get through those experiences. So for me, from my vantage point, I haven't had those experiences. So I'm kind of like, well, that's ridiculous. We're going to move on now. <laughs> like, you know, right? Um, and she's kind of like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like you, you need to reconcile. And, and that's, I mean, that's that, that reconciler part of me. Um, I think it, it comes from being raised by someone. And also my mother, um, has a younger sibling with um, a developmental disability. And so Mm. learning from her that if someone is with you who is slower than you, who doesn't quite get it, then you slow down. Mm -hmm. We don't leave people behind. Um, So like I said, at the same time that these are like great strengths, they also are, um, you can also see how it could impact your pacing, right, to how it can have an impact on um, the way in which you might do things, or if you might want to cut someone off, or if you might want to move a little bit faster, so that those are those are things that I really learn from her and I admire. There are also things that time, that because I haven't had the same story, um, can't can't emulate in the same way.
1: Mm. That's good. Wow. Yeah, that was so beautifully answered. I 100% struggle with this question. I mean, and you know, that may be, right, right. that's a whole other reason to go to therapy. When you, if you can find everything <laughs> wrong with your mom or you can't find nothing wrong with your mom, you probably need to call a doctor.
0: I on the line. <laughs> please,
1: We need to have a call-in episode. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Go, no, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I do. I do think that it is striking to me to watch my mom with my children. And it's so funny. I always make the joke. Um, after I saw my mother become a grandmother, I began to pray uh, to the Lord, Lord, if you could just treat me like I'm, I'm your grandbaby, and not <laughs> like I'm your child. Lord, that would be so much better. I mean, I, I can't, I cannot explain to you the joy and also the hilarious frustration of watching my mom with my kids. <laughs> I, they have never had so much. They have a room devoted to them. And y'all have seen it. Y'all have seen the house. There is an entire room devoted to my children. Um, wow. and I watch my mom lavish on them. Like there's no such thing as spoiling. And I find myself constantly wanting to just, mom, okay, stop. Or no, not another this or not another that I could, I could be saving up this money for them to go to college. Oh um, and, the, and the funny thing about it is my father is often the one who will say to me, um, you you don't have the memory because a lot of kids like to remember the hard times or the things their mom told them that were difficult or the, the times when they were upset at their parents. But my dad will say, you don't remember this, but this is exactly how your mother treated you. This oh, wow. is exactly how your mother treated you when you were four, when you were two and a half and running around, tearing up things and drawing on my dad's suits so dad's like i have these memories (laughs) he said and i watched your mother defend you in a way that it was as if are you blind he said he would Mm. think to himself is this woman blind these Mm. kids are terrors um but but she was actually complex and she views the complexity of little ones in a way that sometimes their own parents can't do it so i think that there are times when i want to change a lot about my mom particularly her lack of an inside voice you know when she's walking around and she letting little girls know that they behinds are sticking out of their booty shorts that's i would like to change her inside voice in the grocery store um i really would Uh, but there are there are also a number of things that I wonder if I want to change them because they are either deeply hidden inside of me already and I'm terrified that they're going to come out the wrong way. (laughs) Or honestly, I want to change them because I don't feel like I got the impact of some piece of her unconditional love. Maybe Mm. I want to change them because I haven't interrogated whether or not I'm actually a beneficiary of the thing that seems annoying, that seems hard, that seems like a mistake, I need to interrogate and, and ask, maybe have I actually benefited from this piece of her being limited? My, my mom has a lot of limitations, um, and I can't wait to see her body glorified on the other side. She has a number of medical issues. Um, mm, but mm. But the way that she carries herself is to the point where vulnerability. Um, and we, we know this about black women. I Mm. believe that, um, if there was one thing that I would long to see people know of her is how vulnerable she really is. Um, that Mm. is something that she, she encases often, you know, a whole lot and it comes out every now and then. Um, Mm. but but there is that sort of black womanhood thing that um, there is more magic than real, and I believe the Lord, um, and not me, is the one who can walk her or guide her into balancing that. But that is something that, for sure, I've noticed most of my life. So, mm-hmm. amazing.
0: Yeah, really good. I'm thinking, I was like, dang, those are good answers. What am I gonna say? <laughs>
2: It's no competition.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's all good. No, um, you know, from, for, you know, like, like you, I mean, it actually took me a while, like to ask me this question five years ago, I'd be like, oh, oh nothing girl. I changed nothing. Nope, change. no. <laughs> you know, or nothing I wouldn't emulate, you know. Um, but I think right. as I'm getting <laughs> older now, and as my mom is getting older now, and, you know, some of that, the, the fall, right? You said that frailty is starting oh, to show just a bit. You know, uh, walking a bit slower. just things that that are showing up now, and I, I think um, I think boundaries. I think my mom struggles with boundaries uh, with <laughs> regard to uh, she. She you said this in our mailbag episode, and you talked about how a no is just as holy as a yes, and my mom I, I struggles with no. Um, whereas, I, and I, I think because my mom struggles with no, I lead from a place with a no <laughs> because I would rather. <laughs> Uh uh I do not like, I don't like to overcommit, right. And then not deliver, you know, and I'm really big on keeping my word. So I'd rather say, no, I can't. And then turn around and go, oh, actually I can do this. Right. Um, whereas my mom, she'll swear to her own hurt. Um, you know, as the Bible says, and she will say yes, you know, and she will keep it, she'll keep her word. Um, and so I, and she's always running around and doing this and going there and see, see, taking after this one, seeing after this one, seeing how's this one doing all noble and awesome things. Um, but she's only one person. And so, mm-hmm. and so she's always spread really thin, thin and she's always been a caretaker. Um, you know, with my father being sick and then, you know, caring for my grandmother, you know, who was here as well, has been here since I was a kid, um, you know, and so she's always, and then caring for kids, right, uh, and then caring for other people's kids, you know, in the neighborhood, which that definitely is my mom, and she was, she, my mom is that favorite aunt you know, that everybody loves. And so, so people love, you know, Auntie Dinah, you know, um, but she's, uh, she just, she's so nice. I, I think it can really, it hurts her in some ways where it's like, okay, mom, but like, you need to stop. Like, you can't do this. You don't have to do that. So when I'm at home, I'm always trying to pump the brakes a little bit for her to just, relax stay in the moment people are always demanding so much of my mom and um and i'm always worried about her own health and longevity um and i think that just be, and that might be my own fear because i've lost a parent right um so you're always afraid you're going to lose the other one like i, I, I was I always had a fear i lose the, my mom in quick succession after my dad and so i think that's always like a looming fear of mine if i'm honest um, But I'm always like, I'm like, mom, take care of yourself. Please don't do this. Don't do this. Go there. Make sure you're walking and working out. You know, I'm just always worried because she's always putting everybody else first. And so that's a really big, um, a big, you know, concern of mine. So that's something I wouldn't want to take on. I would be able I want to be able to, you know, know my boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know, but also not be self-indulgent. Too, where I'm thinking about myself first, always, you know, and not thinking about others. So it's a delicate, a delicate balance, um, for me, but that's a big thing. Um, and I think, uh, Christina, you had brought up, I think in the motherhood, uh, episode talking about how you, uh, repent or um, ask forgiveness from your kids often, like you said, I think on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. That did not happen <laughs> I'm with my with my mom. Okay, I don't know if it's an African parent thing or what, but they don't ever apologize. My mom might have apologized to me maybe once or twice in my entire life, and so I think mm-hmm. in some ways I always thought, oh, my parents are perfect. Like, you know, they don't, you know, they're not falling. They don't, you know, so it kind of gives you this really unrealistic view uh, mm-hmm. of your parents in some regards. And my mom was awesome as you guys heard me gushing over her, um, but mm-hmm. she's still a sinner like all of us, you know, and in, in need of grace. Um, and so I think that's something I would uh, want to uh, or, or would not want to emulate. And I would want to be able to ask for forgiveness from my children and, um, when I sin against them or or when I've been too short with them or whatever, whatever the circumstances. So those are the two things that really come up uh, for me. So that's my little spiel on what I would do. So, uh, so yeah. So, oh, Christina, what you, what you, what what do you think, girl?
2: (laughs) Well, what am I thinking? So, you know, I just, to take the next 30 seconds, I think I will, to just deliver to my mom a greeting card of gratitude, and I encourage you ladies to do the same. Of Yes. Um, so, so Mom, I just wanted to let you know that I love you dearly, um, mm-hmm. that you have done for me what I believe is the call of a parent, which is to point me to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. You did that by taking me to worship every Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. and by showing me that you needed grace and reminding me that God has that grace to give to both you and I. And so I love you. And I, I pray that the Lord will, um, expand your opportunities that you might continue to be a blessing to so many other people, the way that you have been a blessing to me. Mm.
0: Amen. Ooh, that was good. Wow. That was good. That I know Em got something. She's idea. a, she's a poet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gotta go after. Oh uh, God!
1: <laughs> so. Oh my goodness! Oh, um, wow! I wow! This is such a great idea. I guess it's yeah, my turn to cry now. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> I adore um my mommy. I love her so much. So, mm. mom, you are you are the reason that I know. Pretty much anything about music, about um, in a lot in a lot of ways, about theology. Um, mm-hmm. you you are the song of the black girl in in Tozaki's for colored girls who have considered suicide. Um, mm-hmm. that book you you put that book in my hand when I was eight, and I will never forget that. Um, mm-hmm. And you taught me, you taught me the tension of joy and pain. Mm -hmm. And as a black woman, I need to know laughter inside the eye of a hurricane. And Mm -hmm. so I sing your black girl song. I sing you out to know you that I might know myself. I sing your rhythms. I sing the song of your life. I sing your silence, I sing your sighs, I sing your possibilities, for you were born to sing a righteous gospel. And your, the, the letter that God has written on you has to be one of the most beautiful things that I've ever read. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Very powerful. Ooh, um what can I say, dear mama? Mommy, Mather. I have so many names for my mom. Uh <laughs> I, I I I can't know myself without knowing you. Uh you're my rock. You're you're my friend. Uh and I I just you've always been a constant presence and support and encouragement in my life. Uh, I talk to you every day. You, you're always so thoughtful and, um, I, I wouldn't be who I am without you uh, and I wouldn't be here without you. And I am, I, I, I what can I render to you? I mean, there's, you poured out your life for me you know you would you would take a bullet for me you you would do anything for me there's nothing in this world that would keep you um from me and from loving me and I I'm so blessed to have such a loving and supportive mom who supports my every move my every career change um and 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 praise, <laughs> um, from a place of love, um, and fear, right. For my lov- livelihood. But I thank you that you still, um, allow me to soar and you watch, um, me take flight. And I, I mean, I just, I I'm nothing, you know, without you, where, where would I be? Where would I be? Who would I be if I didn't have you there nurturing me, walking with me, encouraging me, sending me thank you notes and just uh, lavishing your love upon me. I mean, God is a good, good God. And I know that because of your love and the way that you raise me up in the fear of admonition, admonition of Jesus Christ. I thank you for that. There's so many moms that don't do that. But I thank you that you made it a point to always, always have us anchored um, in Jesus Christ. And I'm I'm grateful for that and thank you for it for being a phenomenal woman and thank you for showing me what it looks like to be a woman after God's own heart Um, and I I just pray that he would crown you with many 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 crowns when you go to glory a very very long time from now Um, and I love you I love you so much so that's my greeting card that's our greeting cards to our moms so thank y'all thank you thank you for opening up your worlds thank you for opening up um, your lives and talking about your moms. Uh, I mean, I hope our listeners are uh, were blessed by that, and I would. I mean, we would love to receive your own little, I don't know, 140 character um, <laughs> greeting card <laughs> to your moms. Uh, so thank you, thank you so much, Michelle and Christina, thank you for opening up to us and thank you to our listeners for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Um, and really, if you feel compelled, please do send us your your 140 character tweet um, um, greeting card uh, to your own mother. Uh, tweet it to us using using the hashtag Truthstable. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truthstable or email us your thoughts at AskTruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on Satchel Podcast Player. Truth table is made possible in part by Podesterry Studios visit potisteri.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment our producer for the show is joshua heath our executive producer is beau york and we have been your hosts the kemeny michelle
2: and christina
0: we'll see you soon on the next truth table